ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local win, local now. Member FDIC. It is Monday, March 29th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer is made pure. We got a lot to get into. I knew, I promise you that all the time. We have a lot to get into. We do today. Because Ari Agnes is going to join us on the program here in the next few minutes. Number three seed in the East taking on the number two seed from the West, the UTEP Miners. This is first round action of the Conference USA tournament. Going to be in Hattiesburg April 1st through the 3rd. So they're going to fly through through this thing real quick. So uh, Coach is going to be with us here in the next few minutes. We'll talk to her. We will take your phone calls. As I mentioned, we got basketball to get into. Of course, the NCAA tournament continues tonight. We'll tell you about that later on. What games you can expect to listen to right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And of course, closer to our heart, Marshall transfer Jared West. He is down to three finalists. Uh, Stock Risers reporting this earlier today. Choosing his next college destination is going to be between, or at least among, Pittsburgh, Ohio State, and Louisville. So he's going to be close by for one. That's good. Pittsburgh, Louisville, Ohio State. Ohio State gets to play in the Big Ten. Ohio State maybe could have made a run if they didn't get upset in the first round. I mean, if you lose to the 15, you need to reload real quick. I don't know about that, Jared. Maybe Think about that for a second. Think about Ohio State just for a second. Then you got Louisville. Louisville and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's cold, man. I'm just telling you right now. Think about it. Pittsburgh's a bigger city than Louisville. Pittsburgh is... It's a nice place. Louisville's going to be... I mean, Louisville's going to be close to home anyway. Pittsburgh's going to be close to home. Maybe Pittsburgh makes more sense for him. Maybe for his fan base. Maybe for, for family. I don't know. Actually, what makes most sense for him is going to be the choice he makes. Ohio State's right there, though. I mean, you can't go wrong. If you're playing for Ohio State, you're going to be in the mix. Maybe you can make a run next year, and that's part of what he wants to do. He wants to play for a championship. He wants to be seen, get tested. He wants to make a name for himself. He wants to have the opportunity. Ohio State might do that for him. Pittsburgh might be a great place for him. And then you got Louisville. You can go to the Big Ten. You can go to the ACC. What do you think there? ACC? I mean, if you're trying to get exposure to get into the NBA or at least get your name out there, what gives you more exposure? Ohio State, the Big Ten, Louisville, Pittsburgh, the ACC? I think he's focusing on school and fit more than conference because you can't go wrong either way. But that's what he's looking at, and, of course, we'll keep an eye on Twitter. Uh, That's usually where these things all break from either insiders or the players themselves. Also heard softball's Laney Jones named Conference USA Pitcher of the Week for the second time this season. So heard softball doing work. 
We'll talk more about the softball team later on in the program as well. But we've got volleyball action coming up next week. We're going to talk about that with the uh, coach. Well, it's really not. It's really coming up. It feels like it's next week, but it's really just on the 1st. Because this month ends on a Wednesday, on the 31st, and then we'll get right into a Thursday. So we're here in the next few days. It's coming up real quick. So Coach is going to join us. We will talk to her in the next few minutes. I'm looking forward to that. I want to get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. So looking forward to that. And, of course, our show today being produced by our, uh, our esteemed colleague and intern, Nick Verzellini. Nick, I got a job for you today. Twitter has decided what your job's going to be. Have you checked your tweets? Have have you seen what I've put out there for all to see on Twitter? That's going to be your job. Actually, I replied to somebody, but I I put your name out there. I'm trying to forward your career a little bit. Yeah, I saw that. Unfortunately, this person's tweets are protected, so I cannot view them. Oh, you cannot see this person's... What? Wow. All right. I copied their tweet. I did not know that, but um, the person in in question has a research project for you, and you should probably follow that person as well because you're probably going to get some homework assignments from that person as well. It's somebody that I trust. I wouldn't have you just follow anybody. So I would follow that person, and then the assignment for you is, and actually I'm kind of interested in it. It's it's actually funny. In a way, but I want somebody to do this. Uh, We're looking for someone to make a case tracker. This is the tweet. Make a case tracker, a list of recruits that tweet their shout-out to herd football. That's something you can do. You could go track all the tweets that that recruits make, their shout-out to herd football. That's part one. You can handle that, right? Okay, he agrees. Then you have to – you probably have to do this on a spreadsheet – uh, you're going to have to do this, and uh, there's going to have to be a column for inappropriate word order or misspelling. Do you know what that means, where this is coming from? I'm thinking it's probably because people like to refer to Marshall as the University of Marshall. You, There you go. You, Nick, that's what I love about you, Nick. You, you do follow along, and we have seen that so many times. The University of Marshall. Yeah, I, I want to announce that I've received – I'm blessed – it's always, I would like to announce i am received my 54th offer or my 12th offer, my first offer, my 13th offer from the University of Marshall. Hashtag blessed hands emoji. That's how all of them. It's like there's a copy and paste template out there that all of these recruits they know that they're going to get an offer, so they just fire this thing off. And then, of course, the graphic factory. Is there a program for high school kids? It's like a graphic package you can you can get into, and they've got graphics with logos and other stuff. I mean, they've labor, they've researched the logo at least, and they've got yeah. graphics. The and some best kids. One I've seen though was this kid had committed or had gotten an offer from either UTSA or UTEP, and had tweeted. A photo of both schools. It said UTS. Like it was, the photo was one was a player on UTSA in a uniform, and the other was a player in UTEP in a uniform. So he had gotten them to confused. Wow. I like the Photoshop ones. You know, Photoshop them in the uniforms as well. Those are my favorite. You got to put a lot of effort into that. So we need that. 
So we need a column for inappropriate word order or misspellings, because I've seen Marshall spelled wrong. You forget that second L sometimes. A column for commitment. Did they receive an offer? Yes. Are they committed? Yes. Did they spell the university's name wrong? Yes or no. Did they get the word order right? Yes or no. University of Marshall. A column for showing up on campus. A column for fall rosters. You can do all this, right? I mean, your internship is like up in a month here, right? Two weeks, three weeks. What are we? What are we down to? Something like that. Okay, you got to work fast then, because we're going to have to hand this research off to the next person. And somebody added, uh, get there forty times as well. So can you handle that? And and forty time. There's a lot of websites out there. I can I can probably get at least something started. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna put this uh, we're gonna put this out. We're actually gonna post this. And by the way, follow Shannon. Personally, that'll be a good follow for you. Uh, the person that tweeted this out, follow Shannon. Perfect herd follow for you. Shannon White Mets. You you won't regret it. It's a good follow for you. I'm just making Twitter. I'm making Twitter recommendations now. So if you would like me to recommend your Twitter account for Nick to follow, give me a shout out at Paul Swan. All right, Ari Agnes, you should be following her on Twitter. She will join us when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Monday, March 29th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I want to welcome now to the White Claw phone lines the head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team, Ari Agnes. Uh, I already get a good feeling about this. Here in Hattiesburg, you're the three seed. You get in, you're you're hot right now. Your team is winning uh, spectacular fashion. You won four straight. The She should be the player of the year. Sierra DeBell is uh, racking up more awards. Life is good right now for Marshall Volleyball. Yeah, we're, we're excited. It's been, it's been a really fun run, and, and I'm happy that it feels like we're starting to um, peak at the right time. You know, I think that we had a couple of matches where I would have liked things to have gone differently for some individuals and, and different stuff like that. But it seems like some of the pieces are all starting to finally come together. Do you think that the way this tournament is structured, this is it feels like it's going to be such a fast-paced, short run. Do you like how this is structured? I mean, you're happy to be there, obviously, but... It just feels like it's going to be so fast. Uh, you know, what's your take on it? Since you know, four from the east, four from the west get in, you're going to play a, a, a highly regarded opponent right off the bat. So there's no easy matches in this thing. No, but you know what? That's that's just Conference USA volleyball. So it, it wouldn't matter how it was. Um, it's it's really good volleyball. We've got three people, three teams that have beaten Big Twelve teams even just this spring. So. It's always going to be good volleyball. It's always going to be hard, strong volleyball, and that's that's why the recruits and the kids that come here come here. And um, and so I'm I'm excited. I, we wouldn't want it to be easy. You don't want to go in 
because everybody has earned the right to be there. So every match is going to be difficult. There will be no easy matches. But in the same regard, there are no easy matches on a regular um, match weekend in Conference USA. And you talk about how tough this conference is, Rice Volleyball, right back in the top 25 ahead of the conference tournament. So you know, you've got a team that's 24th in the country. You've got a league that is probably maybe underrated but highly regarded still. And you're taking on a very strong opponent. And then after that, you'll face off against another strong opponent. This is definitely going to be probably one of the toughest volleyball tournaments I, I can recall as of late. I don't think there's you know top to bottom. I don't think it's been this good in a while. I, you know, I, I, I doubt it. I think that Rice and Western keep doing a great job. Um, I mean, and everybody does, but they're both getting national recognition, being top 25 over and over again. So all that does is help our conference. And then you've got North Texas that, that beat um, Texas Tech. Like, there's just really, really good things that are happening all across the board. And, and as a unit, you know, we had a conference call today. As a unit, it's just awesome to see us all, you know, you don't want to support each other while you're playing. But then after that, it's just, it's all camaraderie to try to just get this conference to be the best that it absolutely can and get the recognition that, that it and its student athletes deserve. Speaking of student athletes, uh, I mentioned earlier Sierra DeVell. Uh, she's my pick for player of the year. I don't get a vote. Maybe that's smart because I would just pick, <laughs> I would just pick her. But she definitely is a candidate for player of the year in this league, the way she has performed, not just for you, but for her team. Uh, it's not, you know, the C, it's not the Sierra DeBell show out there. She's out there making plays what the team needs, and she makes everybody around her look good, it feels like. She does. She does, you know, and, and hopefully she comes away with that player of the year. It's any, any individual honor she knows, our team understands, it all comes from from what we've got you know we we can't do anything without Sarah Shank and and to be able to get the ball off the ground to then be able to get it to Sydney to then be able to get it to Sierra so um hopefully she does but we've stressed as a, as a unit that you know they're great the individual honors are great but as a team we would just prefer to be better and beat you um so we try not to focus on them because they're completely out of our control all that we can do up do is show up every single match and give our absolute best effort um, and and see where that takes us. And if if committees and different people believe that we are war- worthy and warranted of individual accolades, then then great. And if not, then we still know kind of how good we are on the inside anyway. So we try not to put too much stock in them. I think they're awesome. Um, definitely, there's a lot of kids that deserve them. But if if it's not the year, it's not the year, and it doesn't take away us being able to win the conference tournament. How do you feel going into this? We we've talked about. You know, things starting to gel, things look like they're going in the right place. But you have gone through, as everyone else has, so I'm not saying this is unique to you, but you have gone through probably the most unique, difficult, interesting, crazy year. And I've run out of adjectives to describe it since the pandemic began last year. And it's amazing that we were able to pull this off, and now we have a conference volleyball tournament. Right. No, it's, I, I don't know how any student athlete um, has gotten through all of this, but, but I hats off to all of them. You know, it's been a mentally taxing year. It's been a, a physically taxing year and, and we've figured out how to do it. So, so it's, it's something that, that we talk about every single day. And, and the pride is, is that we've made it through with no canceled games and, 
and different stuff like that. But I couldn't imagine being a student athlete in this time. Um, it's tough enough being an adult that kind of gets it. Um, so it's just, it's awesome. I think that Marshall's done a beautiful, phenomenal job of keeping us all in play and safe and healthy. And, and we're just, we're blessed. You know, we were talking about it today. We are so blessed and lucky and fortunate to just be going to the conference tournament. You know, there's, there's so much other stuff that could go wrong and, and keep things going that we just keep our perspective always. What's the travel plans look like? Are you heading out today, tomorrow? Uh, the tournament begins on the first. So what's the game plan? We depart at a, you know, really late 4.30 in the morning. Um, <laughs> we have a 6.15 um, flight out of Huntington, and then we'll get into Mobile, and it's about an hour drive from there. We wanted to just make sure we got there, got our legs out from under us, walked around, you know, get some stuff done. Then we'll have a practice Wednesday morning, um, be able to go over a bunch of game films, some later scout stuff, and then Thursday morning we, we take on UTEP. Any special things you're going to try to get in? Um, I know this is a business trip, but you know how much is it business only, and then we'll enjoy it afterwards. Uh, and how much can you let them ha- just enjoy the fact they're in the tournament? I mean, what's the balance there for you? Because you got to have some fun, but this is fun, and you've talked about this before. <laughs> Being out there, it seems like this is their fun. We—that's exactly it, that, and that's where we're going to have our fun. Is we're, we're able to do some stuff together. We're able to pull some fun things, you know, if you will. But they're they're ready. They're not there to go and and um, uh, put rainbows and butterflies. They're, they want to win. So, you know, we're going to keep it strictly business, and we're going to get in there and, and eat well and sleep well and rest well and do all of the things that we have control over, and we'll just hope that all of the chips fall in our favor come Thursday. Not to play off that word, but this is where I was thinking of going next. Uh, speaking of chips, does this team have a chip on its shoulder? You know, wanting to go out there and you know, do they manufacture things sometimes to, to get angry about? Uh, you know, what's the disposition of this team to really get them going? What do you think? Um, you know, I wouldn't say anger is our strong suit. I and I, I do believe I've been on teams that that's like the thing you you kind of want to to dislike everything about the opponent. Um, ours is a, is a very calm camaraderie, you know, Sydney, Sydney leads us with what, what I call a, a just passion that is truly unmatched. Um, but then the majority of our players are very just even keeled. Um, and, and Sierra is one of them. So you can't put too much energy and emotion into things because as good as it is, it can also be really bad when it's not going your way. So when there's sets, and that's the beautiful thing about volleyball, when there's sets that, that are not going our way. We're just like, it's all right. We're going to make it to the next one. Everything will be fine. Stress, stress isn't something that, that we work well with this year. Last year, I think that we actually did better with a little bit of stress and anxiety. And, and I think that this year what's happening is we were more mature. We're a little bit more calm um, and a little bit more confident. So we kind of just go out there with a little bit more swagger of, we're just going to do our best individually. And, and if this team is going to beat us, it's going to be because they're better than us, not because we didn't give it everything we've got. Been an interesting year. Uh, less matches this year, 10-4, and 8-4 and four in conference, less matches. Uh, do you think um, once the next season rolls around, we can get back to that point where we're playing 20 or 30 or whatever the, sure. the, the sweet number is because – uh, it feels like uh, we just started having these conversations a few weeks ago, and now here we are in the tournament. 
I don't disagree, and I hope so. That that is the plan. You know, we are moving forward as if that's what's happening, and and that's all that we can do. So, um, hopefully, yes, for the sake of the kids, for the sake of you know RPIs and different things that we're not able to get a really good read on right now. Um, for for all of those things, I I believe that that things will be you know as back to normal as they can be. Um, but that is the plan. We are we are planning for next fall to have four preseason weekends and then get right into conference play after that and play a full conference schedule. So now the conference schedule may stick to this, and, and those are all things completely out of our control and stick to this, this divisional side and, and those kinds of things. But, you know, we'll just see when we get there. Right now we're just trying to keep our eyes on Thursday and, and keep it moving. Do you have an opinion that you are willing to share about this schedule? Yeah, I no, I mean yes and no. I think that it's great um, because it, it's travel. It makes it a lot easier on the kids. Um, it makes it a lot easier on all of us to not have to go somewhere Thursday, play Friday, get on a plane Saturday, play somewhere Sunday, get on another plane and come home. Um, so I think there's some benefit. However, you know, I wish that we played every team at, in the conference, but I think having four and four from each side come to the conference tournament um, is, is a good enough balance. So, so I think it's like, do I have one? Yes. But then at the same time, if, if I start to feel negative about it, I, I remind myself that the reason all of this happened was because of a pandemic. And I don't think that there's any reason to be negative when we have the opportunity to play. Yeah, the, the good news is um, we are getting through this pandemic and hopefully some of the, we can take some good things away. It's hard to say that, but... Uh, I feel like there are some positives we can take uh, away from everything because uh, a lot of perseverance has happened through this. I guess that's the positive. If I'm off base, let me know. But I think that's the one thing we can take away from this, just a lot of perseverance making things work in the middle of probably the most uh, – it's a crisis of a lifetime I'll never experience again, hopefully. Hopefully not. But, yes, I, I completely agree. And all we have to do is just keep ourselves – reminded of perspective and and then i think we learn from it and can get a good benefit out of all the craziness that's happened for sure and i think it's fair to note that the fact that we had volleyball in the middle of a pandemic was probably cathartic for a lot of people because the world stopped and then we're trying to get through this and I know the fans were limited. You couldn't have a full house. As many fans, they had to show up and first come, first serve, but still passionate group, and they were there cheering you on, and that was probably a release for them and cathartic for them. Same thing with basketball and all the other sports. So in a sense, uh, really, uh, it was helpful that we could get back to this point, and volleyball was part of that. Agreed. All, all sports to anybody. You know, sports are not just for those who play, and, and that's evidence. So – um, any any joy that we can bring people, any you know, kind of love back to Marshall, whatever that looks like for each individual, or you know, even grandparents and parents, they they take so much pride in in what their kids do that it it has brought kind of a bit of normalcy and hope and and a lot of you know other things that you can focus your mind on. So, however we can do it to help, you know, our goal is to win first, but but for sure at the beginning of the season, that was a lot of it. it was like we're just we are just blessed to play and, and we're going to take that mentality and, and hopefully just remember that forever so that any day we get tired or feel like it's too much. Um, we'll come back to this moment when, when it literally was taken away from us. So, so it's, it's definitely a good thing. 4.30 in the morning, huh? 4.30. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost bedtime. Wow. I hope I'm not keeping you up too late. Cause great. You're, you're going to have to turn around and get up and go. Cause it's not 
430. Get up at 430. It's be there at 430, right? Yeah, we will be at the cam at 4.30. So, yeah, I would agree. Bedtime is coming soon, so we're pushing it a bit here, you know? Okay. Um, well, I don't want to keep you up too late here. Uh, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, good luck. We're going to be watching. <laughs> it's going to be all televised. And, of course, uh, we're going to be following all the way. And let's hope that here next week we're talking about the NCAA. We're talking about Marshall Volleyball being a champion. And we're looking forward to your next opponent, uh, whomever that will be, in the tournament. So that's a, hopefully that's our next conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. Ari Agnes, head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team, 4.30, checking in at 4.30. That means uh, I mean, she's heading to bed probably real soon. We will continue on and get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We mentioned earlier on the program, Hurts Off Balls, Laney Jones, named Conference USA Pitcher of the Week for the second time this season. She was previously Pitcher of the Week back on March 8th. She picked up both wins for Marshall over the weekend three-game series uh, with uh, the Knights of do, do I do this the way they, they, the University of Bellarmine is it the Bellarmine Knights the University of Bellarmine Knights I mean I'm trying to do this the way that the kids are doing it these days with the University of Marshall but she had a pretty good week and so the Thundering Herd get the victory guess what Player of the Week awards coming once again so Laney Jones picks up some hardware and the Herd gets a split on Saturday, losing game one, three to nothing. I'm sorry, three one. Then they come back and win game two, five three. You might have thought to yourself that was some terrible softball. They really didn't play like themselves. And then on Sunday, what? What was that? Mercy ruled them. You would think, okay, this is going to be competitive on Sunday. This is going to be real. This is going to be good. It was a split, so it could go either way on Sunday. And Bellerman got mercy 10 nothing in five innings. Megan Smith, head coach, Megan Smith, Lion head coach, on the difference between Saturday and Sunday. We knew that wasn't a, a good representation of who we are. It, we didn't panic about it. We knew that's not us. And, you know, we just got to work. You know, Coach Lyon did video review last night and figured some things out, met with each hitter. Each hitter was really um, open and, and trying to figure out how to make good adjustments today and, you know, we, we were confident we were going to have a better day today. I mean, yesterday, just that's not who we are. So we got back to how we do things offensively. I mean, we took how many walks did we take? Like eight walks or something close to that. Um, you know, we were being a little bit more selective, but also aggressive in our pitches. And, you know, I felt like that pitcher threw a great game against us yesterday. And I was hoping she was going to start. I wanted to see her again. And, you know, when she came in, we – we, we uh, made the adjustments we needed to, and then I knew we could. I, that was a big difference, don't you think? On Sunday, you know things are going well when you mercy a team. There's got to be a complete effort from a team 
to do that. And, of course, what's that mean? You're, you're going to get sometimes some offense. You're going to get some performances from players maybe you're not expecting it from or that you're expecting it from, and it finally happens. And, and the win on Sunday, Marshall gets a big lift from freshman K.K. Kinney as she recorded a two-run home run on her first career hit. I also I, I didn't know it was out. I thought it was just a pop-up to left field. And in my head, I was like, well, at least, because uh, Witt was on second, I said, at least Witt can tag on it and move to third. But um, so as, as I rounded second is when I realized, I was like, oh, this is out of the park. So I started screaming and stuff because I haven't, I haven't been playing and I've been cheering on my team. And today I, I was able to um, play for them. Madison Whitaker also hit her first home run. I mean, they love hitting the home runs. And so you get another one from Madison Whitaker, and um, this adds to the win. Oh, yeah. So I've, I've been waiting on that, honestly. And with Sierra being out today, I kind of had to uh, fill some really big shoes. So I wanted to do what she does and also had to play shortstop today. So fill some big shoes. And when I hit that ball, I, I knew I knew I did my job. I got the job done. <laughs> Marshall's going to begin conference play next week at home against Western Kentucky. The two teams will play a four-game series beginning on Thursday, and that will wrap up on Saturday. Coach Smith-Lyon on the excitement of conference play. We haven't had the normal non-conference season that we're used to. We're still figuring some things out, but I thought I think we have shown moments where we, you know, we are solid in all aspects and um, you know, I think that today was uh, a great springboard into the con- into conference play, you know, to be able to maybe yesterday not have our greatest day overall, um, but to come out and bounce back and make those adjustments. I thought that was a, you know, that was a great message to send to each other and to, you know, to um, other people that we're, we're prepared, we're ready. And we've got a lot of, a lot of different tools. A lot of different players can step up and, and do great things for us. And that's only going to help us when we start playing conference. Pretty good on Sunday. 10 nothing. Mercy rule. That's pretty good. Thundering her getting back on track. We will continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you want to go back and listen to it, you can do so with the podcast. It's something new the kids have been talking about for a while now. I've just started doing it. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcasts is where you'll find The Drive with Paul Swan. Nick, where do you get your podcast? Are you an Apple guy? Are you a Spotify guy? Where's a, where's podcast home for you? I get mine with Spotify. Spotify? You like Spotify? Yeah, I think it's pretty solid. Okay, so you can get us on Spotify. You can get this very show on Spotify, so you can check that out. All you have to do is go to wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, and, and it'll be brought to you. You don't have to do a single thing ever again. It just comes to you. Or you can do what I do. I just tell my Amazon Echo to play the show. If I want to go back and listen to it, you can do that as well. And, of course, you can always just find it on the website. Go to WRVC.com. We've got basketball action coming up tonight here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Elite Eight. Big chance for me to pull back into first place on the bracket that I care about. 
Uh, Nick, you're you're in charge of the bracket I don't care about. I'm in charge of the bracket I do care about. And so how am I doing in the bracket I don't care about? I'm really making a strong case for people to compete against me yearly basis here in public. That I did not put any effort into that. It's because I'm losing in that one. It's because I'm admitting that I just didn't put any effort into that one. Just please tell me I'm doing okay. I'm respectable. Am I last place in, in the, my named bracket that I don't care about? You're in six. Oh, that's okay. That's respectable. I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay, we'll see what happens. Uh, do I have a chance? Do I have a snowball's chance? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Well, I don't know, actually. I'm not going to win anything here. Because everybody ahead of you has Gonzaga winning. Okay, so we're all just pick Gonzaga. So essentially, my only chance is if Baylor wins. Okay. And if Baylor loses, I win the office pool. If Gonzaga gets in, and I need tonight. Here's what I need to happen tonight. All right, first of all, um, give me some cover on this, because if she finds out I'm talking trash about her, um, I'm gonna hear about it. Um, are you um, are you are you Twitter friends with Cassidy Wood over at Channel 13? Are you friends with her? You keep telling me I need to be. Okay, I'm I'm trying to help you network here, but uh, don't tell her I said this. But I am rooting against her Oregon State Beavers tonight because I need Houston in the Final Four to have a shot. Well, no, to have this shot because if they don't win tonight, if Houston does not get into the Final Four. I could probably come in second place, maybe, if Gonzaga wins. But I need Houston tonight. So I need Houston. If Baylor loses, I'm fine because everybody else has got Baylor as well, pretty much. So if Baylor loses and Houston gets into the Final Four and Gonzaga follows that up and gets in, I'm going to be I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be completely okay. But I need Houston to win tonight. So that means Cassidy Wood over at Channel 13 um, – I'm rooting against her team. Now, I didn't even pick them to win the first round game. So I've been rooting against them since the beginning of this tournament, apparently. And now I need them to lose. I need Houston to win. If that happens, I've got a shot here. And um, let me just buy, let me just say this uh, for entertainment purposes only. Right? Entertainment purposes only. Nothing, no, no transactions or anything. Entertainment purposes only. Do you believe that? <laughs> you don't believe. Of course that. I do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you don't. Uh, coming up tonight, Elite Eight from Lucas Oil Stadium. Man, uh, how many people are going to be in Lucas Oil Stadium? Not that many. Number twelve, Oregon State takes on the two seed Houston. That's coming up seven o'clock tonight, right here on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty, and then. Uh, right after that, it is scheduled for 9.57 p.m. So exact here. Number three seed Arkansas versus the one seed Baylor. At this point, if Arkansas wins, I'm fine because that eliminates people who pick Baylor to win the national championship. I'm golden with that. I'm completely good with that. And then uh, we'll have action coming up tomorrow as the sixth seed USC, who would have thought that, taking on the one seed Gonzaga. And then UCLA, which I picked to get to the Sweet 16. Now I need them to beat Michigan. Just because that will eliminate the other person in the bracket that has Michigan picked. Because I got a scary feeling here that Michigan is going to ruin my life, ruin my day. Michigan is going to ruin my day. 
And we don't need that. We don't need Michigan ruining my day. So uh, that's all coming up tonight and tomorrow right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So to recap, I need Houston to win. I need Gonzaga to win. And I would like UCLA to beat Michigan. And if Baylor loses, I'll be okay. Even though I picked them. Everyone else picked them too, and they picked them to go further. See, that's my thinking. If I can just eliminate them now, it's almost addition by subtraction. Because what hurts me more? Houston losing hurts me more. If Houston wins and Baylor loses, Baylor doesn't hurt me as much because the other people in the bracket also have Baylor, and that hurts them more. That keeps them from having an opportunity to win the championship. Are you taking notes here? You know, sometimes you got to play these games. Like, for example, I lost fantasy hockey this weekend. I'm on. I'm the number one team, and I'm on a two-game losing streak. And I lost to. I guess I taught him too well how to play. I lost to former intern. No, not Spencer Dupuis, Nick. I saw your face there, Luke Creasy, over at the Herald Dispatch. I lost to Luke Creasy. Um. To his credit, he has been a good student. So, and uh, COVID has really messed me up on my team. This week, I'm playing former intern Spencer Dupuis. Trust me, um, it's going to be fun because um, I like playing. I like playing you guys. What do we got you to play, Nick? But uh, that's not your thing. I get it. Next year. All right, that does it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I do appreciate everyone being a part of the fun we have here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.